Here they come! Welcome to episode 13 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the giant fly scene from the Doctor Who tale, The Green Death. I'm going in. Hello Ian. Hello Eric, how are you? I'm absolutely fine and uh, very happy to again be talking about Doctor Who. Um, with you, because I know you're a Doctor Who fan. Uh, do you want to start by just uh, letting us know what your history is with Doctor Who? Yeah, certainly. Um, I think there's, there's loves in your life that always stay with you. Other things come and go. Doctor Who, I think, is my uh, sci-fi love from a very early age. Um, I, the, the earliest Doctor Who I can remember is the uh, Sea Devils repeat that replaced a cricket match in 1973, 74, somewhere, something around that. What, you, um, you, do you yeah. remember that it replaced I, a cricket match? Yes, I remember. We were oh, on right. holiday, and it was a Saturday, and, and my dad went to watch cricket, and it was something called rained off, whatever they cause this sports <laughs> to end. Uh, rain stops they showed, play. Yeah, rain stops play. And they showed um, the Sea Devils as an omnibus edition. And that, that was like, as a kid, because... This is well before video recorders, anything like that. So for them to show uh, a repeat, wow, that, that was a treat. And I, I can remember that. I can't remember many stories around that period, which is strange. Um, but I remember that. I remember, uh, ironically, The Green Death. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Always known as the one with the maggots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who back then was always known as the one with. The one with, yeah. You, you experience, yeah. The one with the potato-headed man. Yeah. The one with the maggots. And I worry for kids these days that they're going to, in like 20 years' time, they're going to be remembering modern Who and going, the one that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all the one that get. got my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, the one that caused me to go and watch Star Trek. Yeah, it's it's a bit sad, but back then it was always the the one with. And I I grew up. Uh, my dad was always into science fiction, so anything science fiction was always on the telly. And I got into Doctor Who. And then one day he brought a box full of Target novelizations home. All right. Um, I don't know where he got from. That was my dad. He was always getting things from nowhere, from you know, bringing things home. Once brought a Cessna canopy home from a, a light aircraft. Then where are we going from? Okay. Um, so, so he brought home this box of, uh, of books, and I was looking through them. And at this point, I did not know, really, that there was two doctors before Pertwee. Pertwee was my doctor. Right. Uh, and, and so reading these books, it was just eye-opening. And I, from that point, I think, at that point, I became a fan rather than sort of a, a casual viewer. And it's, it's always sort of stuck with me. There's been a few rocky times during the years. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, I can remember uh, watching the Twin Dilemma and oh. thinking, yeah, I'm not going to bother. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it, was, it was weird. It was like watch, you watch the Caves of Androzani one week and think, wow, Doctor Who's got good again. And then watch the Twin Dilemma, it's like, wow, Doctor Who's 
not, I was going to swear them, but not very good. Not very I, good. I wish you had warned me about this. I would have a sick bucket at the side here, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're, we're, we're talking about Green Death, not the yeah. Twin Dilemma. That's true, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we, we, well, I suppose if you watch the Twin Dilemma, you will vomit, and that will be your, your Green Death. But, oh, so, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so so always been a fan. Um, I my my I have a love hate relationship with Modern Who. Um, I sometimes enjoy it, sometimes it is great, but mainly it's disappointingly bad. Um, but then it's not aimed at me anymore. I've I've That's passed great. by the the point where they're aiming stories, or you know, the kids seem to like it, so that's. I think yeah, that's what it is. It, it's aimed at them. And I mean, you know, my children, if they're watching CBBC and stuff, you know, the way dramas or soaps for children are made now is very similar to the way Doctor Who is made now. And I've got absolutely no response. I can't respond to well, it at all. It's funny you say it. I was, I was watching one of the new movies the other day and I thought, this is rubbish. Turned out it was an episode of Mr. Tumble. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but oh uh, yeah, it's. I, I worry that that we're in the the tail end death of Doctor Who. Yeah, might not yeah. be a bad thing. It might have, have have lived its life, and it needs to be taken out of the back. And I, I, I personally, I, I, th- I think it needs. Yeah, it, it needs another break and come back with new eyes yeah. and, and and new ideas. I mean, uh, I, I. I with Modern Who, I, I'll dip my toe in from time to time, especially if a new, or sorry, an old, you know, villain comes back, and yep. every time I'm just disappointed, and the next day I put on a John yeah. Pertwee or a Tom Baker to take the bad taste out of my mouth, you know? Because there's that weird thing, isn't there, with Doctor Who fans in general, that we, we, we want new things, but we also, we want old things to be respected. And Modern Who at the moment, it'll bring something, as you say, it brings something back, and then totally crap on it. Well, it, it's it's like the Rolling Sto- the Rolling Stones going out on tour. Nobody wants their new stuff. They 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 no. want to see all the old stuff from the sixties, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to. There you go. Best, yeah. It's a best of. That's what we want yeah. because we were there back then, and we we want to relieve our childhoods. Yeah. You know, it's it's very akin to the the two thousand nine relaunch of Star Trek. I think modern Who in that they're both sort of a distillation of what the public thinks it should be. Mm. And I think Doctor Who now is what the public thinks Doctor Who should be or, or remembers Doctor Who. And it's weirdly almost taken us full circle, as we're meant to be talking about Pertwee, that modern Who, especially um, Peter Capaldi, is, is very much playing the Doctor with the look of Pertwee. And oh, yes. Yeah. He's third Doctor exactly. through and through, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's almost like it's a... A, uh, a reboot of the Pertwee era mm. um, and, but, but it's not the same it, it really isn't it's, it's, it's horribly disappointing and you don't have but, but they have yet to show us giant maggots and they have yet to show us yeah. giant flies yeah that's true but, but I would not put it past them if they don't come back it would I, be I, good wouldn't yeah. it, it would, yeah. well we'll see yeah. anyway uh, anyway yes let, let's go on. Um, let's have a clip, shall we? Certainly. Is he trying to do? Capital Tartan.
beautiful creature. Oh, yes, Doctor. Beautiful. Okay, uh, this sequence comes from the last episode of the tale, and it comes right after a, I don't know, it, it, a lot of pretty bad CSO um, with Benton and the Doctor driving in Bessie. Um, it is, it is um, very jarring, the mix. The mix of techniques in, in that one small clip yeah. is astonishing. But I, 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 I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if maybe this actually would have been a good thing because th- there are parts of what we're just about to discuss with the fly that are pretty bad. So yeah. if it's prefaced by pretty bad CSO where they're patently sat in a car that's not moving with an overlaid background, maybe that might actually help it because then it doesn't look too bad or it fits more with you know, what we've just seen. Yeah, the, the, the weird thing is, is we, we, it's very hard to go back and think, what was this like on, on the initial showing? Mm. Now, we look at it and we go, oh, wow, that's this weird mix of film, video, CSO, model work. I think at the time, it probably wasn't a bad mix of those elements. And I, CSO, I think, at the time was sort of the, the CGI of its day. Mm. Um, I don't know whether you've, you've seen, there's, a, um, there's a, a, a documentary about, well, I say documentary, it's, it's more of a very short promo film that uh, Barry Letts did about CSO. Uh, yeah, I saw that, time. yeah. And, uh, do you see, and, and the effects in it are absolutely awful from our point of view. And they're so proud of it and said, this, this is the future, yeah. look what we can do, we, we won't need sets. Hello, Captain Zepp. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, do you remember that? Oh, God, that was bad CSO, wasn't that, that, it? That, that was awful. It's oh. like the early, 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 earliest CGI where everyone was yes. very proud of it. And you look at it yeah. now and it's like a 10th rate computer game. And it's like, but you yeah. were proud of that. But it yes, that, awful. It's awful. It's, it's not got worse. It stayed exactly as it is. Our expectations have got better. Yeah. And I think that that's possibly... Because um, I can remember as a kid, like they, every time a new season of Doctor Who would come out, they would trot on special effects guys on Blue Peter. Yeah, you know, and they did it for Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, and they're so proud and showing off these what what we could do better now on our mobile phones. <laughs> they're they're so proud of them. So I, yeah, I, I I think we we people always say you you know you're looking through rose tinted spectacles. Like I think you have to. I think you have to 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 put this this television program in its proper element, in its proper yeah. day. It's all about uh, context, isn't it? Context, yeah, context is everything. I don't yeah. think anyone watching it at the time would have been sat there thinking, oh, well, that's a crap. Um, <laughs> today, if we, if we see a mix of, I mean, you don't really see it now, but if you saw a mix of, of video and film footage, that would jar like hell. But yeah. I, I can remember everything, Monty Python, drama, everything at the time on the BBC, mixed film and yeah. and video and I've spoken to people and they don't know what this is and so you show them a clip and they go what? what? really? What's it, what's it? yeah and so I I think your average member of the public if you went up to them and said do you know the difference between video and film they wouldn't know mm. they wouldn't know um, and it, it's really weird to me it's incredibly jarring yeah it, yeah. It's incredible, young. And the fact that they've also they're using CSO color separation overlay or chroma key. I think the BBC yeah. called it chroma key. They like being different, um, <laughs> or, or as we know it now, green screen. Even though you, 
you don't need to use green as a colour, but it's sort of generically known as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the worst thing you can ever do is to, to, to green screen film footage as the background. Mm. And you, you watch that on there, and it's, it's awful. Cause so you, you've got two, two, two video cameras, one pointing at the actors in front of a coloured screen, the other pointing at a television monitor that's showing a film clip. <laughs> so you've already got a drop in picture quality. So some yeah. of those scenes where the, 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 the fly is attacking, it just looks awful. The quality looks awful. Mm-hmm. Also, is it that we're watching it on HD... And that, it was a made 50 for, inch screen, yeah. Yeah, it, it was made for a 12 inch 445 black and white TV, probably. Well, it's funny you should yeah, say that because, because I, I, I can remember watching this, but I can remember not having a problem with it because my mum couldn't abide science fiction. She wouldn't allow science fiction in the living room. So I had to go up and watch on, well, I, I, I don't know, 12 inch black and white portable in my bedroom. So it was less apparent for me then and I guess for an awful lot of people because of course back then in the early 70s, you know, not everyone had colour telly. It, it, it's very no, we, strange we to think of now, you know. You could buy a TV licence for either black and white or colour, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, we our, our first colour TV, the first colour thing we watched was uh, an episode of the last season of Blake Seven. So that would have been what, about 1981, something like Good that. Good grief! So up to up, yeah, up till then, we the TV was black and white. That if is a long to, sorry, time colour, before yeah. you got colour. Yeah, we. That I mean, is a I, long we time. Weren't, we weren't poor as kids, but. My mum and dad were never ones for spending money on that sort of thing. TV, right. TV, yeah, TV, you know, TVs, things like that were. And it was only when my, my uh, uh, late eldest brother started earning his own wage, and so he bought a colour TV. And my mum right. really didn't want this in the house. It was, okay. you know, because people at the time thought, colour TVs, they cost more to run. Yeah. They're more and likely the, and to blow up. And the TV licence was more expensive oh, for colour than black and white. Oh, TV licence more expensive, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, How mad is that? You know, so so I, I can yeah I can remember watching um, the well, you remember when BBC used to do brilliant sci-fi film se- show, series like a little season of and they showed Doctor Who and the Dalek Invasion of Earth the, the Peter Cushion mm-hmm. film version in colour and that was the first time I'd, I ever saw Daleks in colour and they are very colourful in that film, they're aren't very they? colourful yeah <laughs> very colourful and it was just it was eye opening it was I I remember just watching it and almost with a slack jaw thinking wow this is the future <laughs> but they said didn't they, that terrible <laughs> yeah but they said didn't they that that was the yeah. appeal of that but, film was most yeah. people had black and white television so That's you right. had to go to the was cinema it, to see yeah, anything the, in color the trailers used to say that didn't they yeah see them in color in color yeah, yeah. i mean we were we, we were uh, the exact opposite to you i mean in in the early 70s uh, my my dad he worked on the oil fields out in like Libya and Saudi Arabia and he was pulling in a lot of money and we were the first people in our street to actually have a colour television oh, right. and I can distinctly remember complete strangers who lived in our road <laughs> knocking on our door and saying uh, can we come and watch the FA Cup in, at your house and and we had a house full of strangers watching uh, the, the the FA Cup final in colour. You know, because we were the only ones in our road who had a colour television. You tell that to children now, they wouldn't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> they go, it's so easy now with their, their internet and their... Yeah. Their Look at us. Two old yeah. men. We're, we're, we're going on a rant. We've gone completely <laughs> off, off tangent, haven't we? It is. Which, really, that is, that is two old men. We can't, we can't stick to topic. Going back exactly. To topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's well, let's try. To, uh, 
Yeah. Let's try getting back. Um, oh, we'll try anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, after that dodgy CSO work, we, we get to see the fly for the first time, and uh, he appears on the brow of a hill, and uh, looking very obviously like he's um, just been pushed into place yeah, by uh, he, someone he, he out. He stumbles of shot. a bit, doesn't he? He stumbles <laughs> a bit. <laughs> he wobbles. Um, it, it, it's more his wings wobbling, I think. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, well, his wings. That, that was the thing that got me. Is that they're obviously just cellophane sheets. Yeah, with a bit of with a paint on them, and, yeah. and the painting on the body of the fly, which is I, I remembered it as a fly. It's actually a dragonfly, isn't it? It looks more like a dragonfly. Yeah, I remember. It, it, the, I think because again, because of the the target novelization on the front cover, where it's this amazing, scary fly, uh, rather than a small painted wooden dragonfly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, so it. You first see it, and it, it, it's pushed into shot or kicked to shot by some <laughs> cameraman. You know, you imagine a fag in his mouth. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's action kick. Um, kick, and it don't look too bad. It don't. It, it doesn't set you up for the horrors to come. No, because and it's a long shot, and yeah. there's no CSO or anything. It's a yeah. practical effect, isn't it? You know. Yes, it's, it, uh, and again, filmed on location. Yep. Practical effect, which presumably is why it doesn't have a lot of articulation. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they would not have had the time. Uh, again, again, not to sort of harp on how uh, people have it so easy these days as opposed to us poor old pensioners. Um, TV shows are filmed very differently now than they were then. So they, they would have gone to South Wales probably a couple of days filming, probably they yeah, would have had. Yeah. Not a lot. And, and it would have been a case of get this film, get this film, get this film, get this film. So there wouldn't have been no time to have a, an elaborate articulated prop that would need setting up. And, mm. and you know, radio control would be a, a, a thing of the future. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it would have been probably made by some BBC employee. Do, do we know who made it? Oh, I'm coming up to that with behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, so it would probably been made. On a someone, someone sent them a you know a postage size stamp, a postage stamp sized um, drawing of a fly, if that, and said knock this up. Um, <laughs> so I, I think for for again static, I'll it doesn't that, look static, too bad. It don't look too bad. It it, it sort of it builds up. You think this is not going to be as bad as I remembered. Yeah, um, and and, and, and course, especially as. Well, no, no, before that, we do get a close-up. And uh, I have to say, you, you know, yeah, it's red eyes. They don't look yeah. too bad. And yeah, no, I paused it. Again, right. it's, the, it, um, you know, modern technology now, you know, yes. having a yeah, big telly and, and a pause button. That It's got a, a, a very realistic, like, uh, hairy mouth as well, you know. <laughs> so there are nods either. Yeah, there aren't either nods to, you know, realism with the fly or they watch the fly, you know, the film yes. from the 50s. And and they they they've stuck a few you know brush brush bristles on there and it and it does look good yeah. bristles yeah but it, it's weird as well and and Doctor Who does suffer well a lot of BBC stuff suffers from this but Doctor Who seems to suffer especially is that they they'll make a very good model of something and then the actual movement of it is awful uh, I'm thinking of like the the, the giant spiders from uh, Pertwee's last story where yeah. the actual model when you see him in photographs you think ooh spider and when you see him and they're just static moving with someone knocking them from below with a broomstick it, the movement kills it and I think in this um, weirdly the attack thing the, when, when it comes into attack and it's obviously on film it has a weird um, stop motion feel yeah now it couldn't have been could it no I, 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 I know what you mean yeah. I, I don't think it's stop motion I think what they've done is they, they've speeded up 
the beating oh, wings. Yeah. yeah. So you get this jerky moment, mo- motion to it, yeah. you know, and it's badly hung on wires. I mean, that is the <laughs> next shot. You see it, yeah. you see it flying, and it's bad CSO. It's badly speeded up, and it's badly hung on wires, you know. And and straight after that, the doctor goes good grief, and I think the whole yeah. audience now watching it would say words very similar to that. Yes. Well, I I, I always like to think that perhaps Pertwee saw the the fly model and that good grief was a, yeah was was just an outtake of Pertwee and he was I, I channeling it he, wasn't he yeah I think he was channeling he was method he was a touch of the method <laughs> and I like to think that he, he thought you know what my next season will be much better those dinosaurs they, they'll be good yeah that, uh, they sound excellent yeah. don't they invasion of the they dinosaurs do, yeah. Well, yeah 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 so this is just well, a blip ne- ne- next yeah, season yeah this is a blip you know <laughs> but yeah but we, and Pertwee uh, Ironically, the Doctor known for CSO, he does not have the hair for CSO. No, uh, no. He has hair that does not like CSO. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it does weird strange. things, doesn't it? It does very it weird does things. It does indeed, yeah. Now, you know, put a hat on him, put a Tom Baker style hat on him, I think it would have looked a bit better. But, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's, they're not helping themselves, are they, with this no, sequence? No, no, no. Um, um, and, and, and they've also, did you notice, they've also added very fly-like music. You've got this buzzing yes. music <laughs> as he attacks. Yeah, in in case you don't actually realise that that's actually meant to fly. be a giant fly. Maybe they saw the footage and they went, oh, this looks crap. We've got well, to try and convey that this footage. is a fly more. <laughs> you know? That's right. Was there more footage and this is the best they had? <laughs> I really wouldn't want to see any more footage than this. Uh, <laughs> again, though, weird, weirdly, um, because because I grew up, and you, you're probably the same, of a certain age, the, the only way you knew Doctor Who stories other than seeing them the first time was the Target novelizations. Yeah. And they were sort of our video recorders of the day. Um, but of course, but they've, they've ruined our memories because... The sequences in them, there's no budget, your imagination yeah. is there, and you, yeah. think, you, you imagine this so much better than, than the BBC budget of £4.80 managed to produce. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was, I was watching it and thinking, no, 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 this was better than this. I remember this as yeah. being an exciting yeah, 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 sequence. Yeah. Longer. In the book, it's a, I seem to recall it's a much longer sequence. Because the fly attacks a couple of times, and then, you know, Pertwee smothers it to death with his, his uh, Inverness tape. Yeah. Seems a bit cruel. <laughs> Seems a bit cruel, but... He was a bit into killing things, Pertwee, weren't he? he did. Yeah, and then the laments their death afterwards. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I had to injure you. Yeah, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the, the fly flies in, and um, he, he flies some, uh, fires some muck at the windscreen. He does, yes. He, he, he sees his own reflection in a monitor and vomits, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then um, um, John Pertwee has his hero moment, stands up and does his Toro Toro and throws the cape over it. Yes, well, per- Pertwee evidently would ask scriptwriters to put in Pertwee moments. Wouldn't yeah. They? I imagine that them. You know, I imagine We had that hovercraft yeah. thing, didn't we? What, was it the Sea yes. Devils or something where he's got the hovercraft? Thing in there. Uh, in, um, in invasion, uh, the giant spiders. Of course, he has. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, because it was so his swan song, so they kind of like allowed yeah. it to him, didn't they? Yeah. yeah but anyway, I, anyway no, I, I can forgive that. I can forgive. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. So he throws his cape over it. The fly falls down, and we get this like oh, sound. weird sound it's effect. Like, it's like crunching celery 
or yeah. something, you know? It's, it's quite horrific, actually. It's quite a nasty... I, I was going to say, it's quite a nasty sound effect. It, yeah. it, it's like in the first Star Wars, when Darth Vader, you know, uh, breaks the guy's neck at the beginning on the Tantive yes. 4, you get this, like, crunching noise, and it is... It, it's a bit gruesome and a bit realistic for Doctor Who, don't you think? I, I, yeah, I think... I think it was a bit... Even though it's incredibly tame by today's standards, I think the sound effect was a bit too far. Because I, I felt sorry for the fly. Yeah. I, 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 it's like, could the Doctor not have worked out a way of, of saving it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Especially as straight li- afterwards, he says, what a beautiful yeah. creature, as he unwraps yeah. it. What a beautiful know? creature. I'll mount its head on my wall. <laughs> yeah, it's... He could have put out like a you know uh, some a lager in a saucer, and the fly could have gone for yeah. that. You know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But or yeah, directed him to the nearest you know like you know sheep poo or something. You know, for the feet that's to try to feed and, on. You know, and there's plenty of that in Wales. I can there's tell plenty you. of that in Wales. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I agree with him. It does look beautiful when you see it not moving, like you said earlier. When you see it and it's a static model wrapped in that cape, and yeah, it's it does really look really well good. Made. The wings, I mean, you say, yeah, 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 that, they, they're just cellophane, they're like coloured cellophane, but they look really good, you know, the whole and thing also, looks really it's, good. it's full size, it's, it's bigger than, a, when you see it going over the little lip, you, saw, yeah. you, you don't think it's going to be as big as it is, and it's a fairly hefty sized model. Well, we're coming um, into that in yeah. behind the scenes. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Actually, shall we get into behind the scenes now? Because that, that that's basically where this sequence ends. Okay. Yes, it's quite quite short sequence. Quite, quite it short is. It is. But yeah. I I I, wa- I wanted to put this in. I mean, this is the second uh, Doctor Who sequence on this show, and you know we started off with City of Death, which is one of the highest, and this one <laughs> I, I was very interested to see how would we react to something that's not quite so high. Okay. Right. So, here we go. Uh, behind the scenes, then. Um, yep, yeah, I do know who built it. It was two guys, a guy called Ron Oates and Colin Mapso. Uh, have you ever heard of them? No, they're, they're not familiar to me in the no. <laughs> my vast not. knowledge of Doctor Who behind the scenes people. Um, yeah, you, don't, you, you yeah. don't really consider BBC special effects guys to be superstars, but there are certain ones whose names are... Uh, memorable and recognisable through re- repetition, but I've I've never come across these two guys at all before. No, you you you, you sort of you got the Matt Irvins and the you know, the Jack Kinds and the Bird Wilkes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've yeah. not heard of them two. No, did I've not did heard they of do them. anything else for Doctor Who? Do we know? I don't know. I I, I must say I, I I haven't done my research that far. I'm just yeah. sticking to this yeah. sequence. Yeah, um, anything they anyway. did after that? Yeah. It could be that, couldn't it? <laughs> it's a career stopper. Um, no, no, no. So it's that only service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. No, the mo- the model, the model. Again, we'll get to this when we get to the rating. But the, there's nothing wrong with a model. It's how it's photographed and presented that is the problem. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, back uh, to the model. That's, that's true. I think that's true of um, of most practical special effects. The the alien in Ridley Scott's amazing Alien. When you see the behind-the-scenes photo, it looks terrible. It looks like a man in a suit, which it, which it, was. it is. But he, <laughs> he knew to film it in a way that it didn't look. And I think this model could have been filmed. Had they had more time, and it's not yeah. necessarily more money, I don't think, with the BBC, but time seemed to be the, the issue on everything. If they'd have had more time, I think, yeah. I, I think it wouldn't be the, the, the ridiculed, ridiculed sequence that it has become. 
Or, I mean, another thing I think in, in this sequence that doesn't help it is it, it's broad daylight. If this had happened at, like, twilight, yeah. so there was more in the shadows. I mean, you say about Alien and Ridley Scott, a lot yes. of it is, is not only the cutting and the angles they use, but they, they, they kept it dark, and so it's left to your imagination just what you're seeing, you know, and your imagination yes. fills in the pieces, whereas here you can see the old blooming thing, you know? Well, I think that, that again, that was a BBC way of thinking, wasn't it, that everything had to be lit to see... Um, yeah. So you, you you know, and, and Doctor Who again suffered from that, right? But up do you think the sort of mid eighties? Yeah, but do you think it could also be that it might be this thing, the whole Mary Whitehouse thing? We don't want it too scary, so you have to light yeah. it brightly so the children don't get too scared. You yeah, know, I think I, I think you probably hit a very valid point there. That that we're we're viewing this as adults that we would love it to be of alien quality scariness. Yeah. And it was not designed for that. Had they done no. that, the, the programme would have been axed. Yeah. It was, we, we tend to forget uh, yeah. it was a children's show. Yeah, yeah. And especially in this story as well, you've already had the maggots, which in yeah. some scenes, when they use the, you know, the amazing, jaws of the whippet or whatever, effect, they yeah. are pretty scary, aren't they? Yeah. So maybe yeah. it was a case of, you know, from the producers, well, we've had this intense first few episodes, we've got this giant fly coming up, come on, we've got to rein it in a bit, you know, otherwise it's going to be too much for the kiddies. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that could well be uh, a reason. That could be why it's, it's such a short sequence, because it does build up as if this is going to be the the end of an episode, the big, uh, how's the Doctor going to do Oh, he's going to it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's throwing so his you, cape over you, it. Yeah. You might be right. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see the original um, scripts, really, yeah. to see yeah, yeah, yeah. to see how this was described. But, but yeah, it, I, I, I think you're, 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 you've hit a lot of issues that fans have with Doctor Who, is the fact that, and again, like we were saying about Modern Who, it's not designed for us, it's not produced for us, and it wasn't produced for our viewpoints back then as kids we would have lo- I mean I can remember that, that the, the sequence the, the maggots especially they stuck in my mind I remember that. I remember as a kid not wanting to walk over uh, grills when you went in the street because I thought maggots yeah. were beneath them so, <laughs> so w- these people knew what they were doing yeah Doctor, Doctor Who would not last in the memory so many other programs have come and gone but Doctor Who lasts in the memory and I think it's because they were very talented people doing doing a, a very good job and it worked yeah 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 but, I totally agree but, but yeah the, the, you're, you're, the going back to the, the sound effect it is it's very gruesome yeah it's yeah. shockingly so yeah which, which is more akin to the, you know, more in keeping with the first few episodes. But yes. I think that's the last nod to it. But anyway, back to the model. OK, yeah. um, it, it stood 18, 18 inches high. Right. Uh, it was 24 inches long, but it had a massive 69 inch winds, wing, wingspan, which is pretty big, isn't it? A big, yeah. a big model. So that, that would model. have been that wouldn't have been cheap to make. No. Um. So again, that sort of feeds into. I reckon it was going to meant to do more. I think it was meant to appear more. Yeah. Because that that that's a big model to make for something they didn't. That's on the screen for yeah, very short time. Very short time, yeah. and also not much interaction with the actors. So they it, they could have used a much smaller model and just had Pertwee going over to a lump in you know under his cape and pulling it back and then cut into a. Uh, a model shot or a CS. So, yeah, I, I, I wonder if it was meant to appear more in this program. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yes. 
But then they, they saw it and went, good jeez. <laughs> anyway, back to its construction. It was made from polystyrene oh, right. um, over a wooden frame and then covered, nobody knows for sure, but it was some sort of linen material. I don't know if they soaked it in PVA or something, but uh, that's what they reckon it was made out of. Uh, the legs are metal wire covered in latex. Um, the eyes are vac-formed red plastic. Um, and it had a tube running through its body for firing the fluid at Bessie. Now, do you know what fluid was actually being fired at uh, Bessie? I, I don't. Um, I, I would guess... Think BBC. Yeah, BBC um, pea soup, something like that. You got it in one. Yeah, it ah, was old, pea soup. Well done. By, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was pea soup it was vomiting. Oh. Um, it was meant to be filmed on location, um, but when they got, got it there, they found that it was far too windy to fly it. Ah. So I think this is when the CSO came in. You know, if, if you know, it hadn't been a windy Wales, I think um, you know, it, maybe it the effects might have been better. Yeah, it would have been a bit swoopy on a, on a bit of string. It would be like a glider more than this yeah. strange jerky thing that we get to see. So, yeah, that, that does make perfect sense for, for why put the effort into that particular model. Because uh, yeah. that's quite a beefy construction as well. It's obviously made for lightness, uh, yeah. but, but strong. And that, that would make sense that they, they plan to have it swoop and get entangled in Pertwee's real hair, perhaps. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure maybe, he would like that, but... Maybe. Maybe nobody had realised that sometimes in Wales the weather's not too good. Well, that's it. Well, he probably phoned up the Welsh tourist board and said, uh, does it ever rain and ever windy in Wales? And they'd go, no. Nah, oh. come on down. <laughs> well, they're saying that. Anyway. I, I, I actually live in Wales and uh, it's a lovely sunny day out the window. Is it? It is. It's really nice, actually, yeah. Well, uh, no giant flies, though. Okay. All right. So, okay. What about maggots? Are you all right for maggots? Uh, yeah, we do. We, we, right. we just keep them at the back. You just deal with them, don't you? It is. It's, uh, it's mainly cats uh, that we get around here. So. <laughs> all right. Okay. Right. Um, we're, we're getting near to the end now, um, and this is the point where I ask for uh, a rating off of you, please, Ian. Right. What are we rating it out of? Right. Well, well, ten will be the best thing you've ever seen, and you know. Um, you, you, you know, you can hold that up as this is what a special effects should be. One is, I mean, I don't know what your lowest ever thing is, but, you know, the equivalent of something like a Plan 9 from Outer Space type, right. you know, uh, zero uh, budget uh, type a thing. A hubcap on fire on a bit of string. Yeah, yeah. hubcap right. hub on fire is a one, yeah. yeah. And uh, five being, you know, distinctly average. Right. It's a difficult one, this, because it's tied up, with my emotions as well as my my mind, um, so my m from a, a purely technical point of view, looking at it from today, it's it's not a particularly good sequence. But I think we have to give it a bit of rose tinted. I would probably say about a four. I think it's a bit below average for Doctor Who of the time. I think they and we can tell that in this story itself. The maggots are amazing. The maggots are filmed really well. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I would go with about a four. Um, for nostalgia, uh, it would be higher, but I think we, 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 have, to, we have to look on as it is now. <laughs> so I, I, I would say a four. It's a little bit below average for Doctor Who, for, for special effects in general, I think. But I don't think, I don't think it's uh, a hubcap on a bit of string on fire. <laughs> Bad. Okay, gotcha. Um, I, I, so what you said back there is something that's come up on this show before, which is you have to take it in context yeah. and think of it as, as it appeared 
at the time. And of course, at the time, um, you know, we hadn't seen anything better. Well, we had, but, you know, not on television. You know, CSO uniformly was not very good. No. But I, I, I think an awful lot of what um, would actually, you, you know, reduce the impact of that would be our televisions then weren't very big. The TV transmission quality wasn't very good. So I don't think it would have been so jarring as it is now. So we've got to see it in context. I, it's a good model. The yeah, model is good, but... But it's static poorly. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's mishandled. Uh, yeah. And if they were, if they did have to fall back on a, uh, you know, uh, a position that they hadn't got planned for, I, I can sort of see why it's, it's not as good as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, I mean, if if I was rating it as a model, it would it would be yeah. higher. If 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 the way it was photographed was better, it would be higher. Um, I would love the model in my collection, put it that way. It I was actually up for sale. It. Was it? Um, a few, few years ago. It survived. Ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on uh, the prop store, you know, the prop oh, store? Oh, yes, I know, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was up for sale on there. So it, it, it's in the hands of a collector now. It wasn't just thrown on a, oh, that's, that's a, on a Welsh uh, bonfire yes. at the end I, of the I, day. I feel quite happy about that because I felt sorry for the, the poor thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, my rating, it's funny, I, I'd already written my rating down, and it's exactly the same as yours. Oh. I give it a four. So, so that gives it an average of four, which is fine, isn't it? I mean, if five I, is average, yep. um, and, you know, it's the photography that drops it down, I think that's fair enough that it only drops one point to a four. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a very, a very fair rating for it, and I think it, it should be proud of that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think they've, they've done their job, which is a, l- lest we forget in our collectible modern ways, it was a watch it and forget it television program. And people watched exactly. it and didn't forget it. So yeah. well, well, well done to the, the team behind it, even though... God, I wish I'd said that. I uh, really uh, wish I'd said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I, I think that's us done for today, Ian. Thank you very right. much for your time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a trip down memory lane. We've oh, put the dear. world to rights. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to go and watch John it again Kirby right now. kill a lovely animal. <laughs> no, a beautiful creature. Beautiful creature, beautiful creature. All right. Well, I, I still think he was talking about Benton, though. So I'm <laughs> Do you think he was... I'm, I'm going to watch it now and see if there's some sort of sideways glance going I on there. I think you should, yeah. I think yeah. This, is, this is the hidden story of uh, Pertwee right. Steve, I think. Okay, right. Thanks for your time, Ian. <laughs> no problem thank at you all, to, Thank you to anyone who's listening. Go over to Facebook or Instagram um, to just see what we're... Um, putting up on there regarding this and let us know what you think of it. Um, Thank you and see you soon. Bye-bye.